Welcome to Escape This Podcast, a show that's a mix between tabletop role-playing and escape room puzzles. It's what a game master might need if their players were looking for a fun thing to do during a night out in Neverwinter. Every episode, our game master, Danny, creates a room out of her own imagination and we run contestants through it to see if they can escape. And this episode, our contestants are Alessa. Hello. Harrison. Hi. And Hannah. Hi. Now, Alessa, you've seen the show, you've, you've, or you've listened to it. I have seen it you've with seen my it impressive. With your ears. imagination. Uh, and you've done one escape room before? Uh, yes, one real life escape room. Harrison and Hannah, you haven't, you've not listened to the show. Have you done any physical escape rooms? Uh, no, but I did listen to five minutes of the show, so I would say I'm very <laughs> well equipped for this show. And Hannah, you're the same, you've no escape room experience? Uh, no, but I'm a teacher, so I escape rooms and like have my kids escape my rooms <laughs> yeah. all the time. Perfect. <laughs> We've gone through some of the basic rules before the recording. Danny, do you want to go through just the pure basics for any listeners? The big two rules of real escape rooms are usually don't break anything and don't climb on furniture. I'm sorry to say both of those are going to happen in this room (laughs) at some point. You should know when you have to break something. It won't just be, oh, there's a mirror, smash it, smash it. (laughs) (laughs) No unprompted breaking. And I think that's about it. Ready to go? Okay. Yes. Yes. So there's a reason that we've brought you three for this particular room, and that's because you are musical buddies of ours. We do musical theatre together, and this is a musical theatre-themed room. So let's get into it. The worst thing imaginable has happened. The audience is filing in, the little bell is ringing over the speakers in the foyer, the orchestra has warmed up, and you are still a street away from the backstage entrance. Oh, God. I've actually dreamed of this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I mean, typically, you're, you're never late, and tonight is the most important performance of your life. The owner of the theatre, Marius McGregor, is auditioning actors for his company. He's a John Bell sort of figure. And he's in the audience tonight, watching your show, scouting for new talent. You don't mean to toot your own horn, but in this show, you're pretty dang talented. You think you have a real shot at impressing him, getting an audition, and making the move from amateur to professional. So, of course, this is the night your car doesn't start. When you finally make it to the theatre, hot and sweaty, you race into the change room slash green room to get ready. No one else in the cast is here, of course. They're all in the wings already. That's alright. You don't get along wonderfully with them anyway. It's a shame, but, you know, some shows are like that. I'm a prima donna. (laughs) (laughs) Luckily, while everyone else is on stage during the opening scene, your character doesn't appear until right at the end of Act 1, so you're pretty sure you won't miss your cue. You take a breath when you step into the change room. In the centre of the room is your big circular costume rack, which has on it your costume, of course, along with those for everyone in Act 2, and a few extras that have been left behind from previous shows and now sort of belong to the theatre. Against the whole left wall is the bench with everyone's makeup and hair products, with five chairs pulled up to it, and a mirror that stretches all the way to the ceiling. Through a door to your right are two separated toilet cubicles, and near them are a bin and a box of costume shoes. In the upper right corner of the room is a professional-looking keyboard for warming up and last-minute practice. Against the wall directly opposite you is a box where everyone puts their music scores at the end of a show's run. Also against that far wall, there's a huge case of microphones and one of other sound equipment. You look down to your immediate right and see that the vase that sits by the door for performer's flowers has a huge bouquet in it. You briefly wonder who it's for, but the speaker on the roof above your head suddenly stops chiming and descends into quiet static, meaning the show is seconds from starting. Right, you have more important things to be getting on with than flowers. 
Stuck to the wall beside the door on your left is a sign-in sheet, and you hurriedly mark your presence before rushing to get dressed and made up. Moments after you start getting ready, the door slams shut behind you. <gasps> you turn, expecting to see somebody, but all you see is a closed door. You give the handle an experimental tug, but it doesn't budge. There's some sort of magnetic lock keeping it closed. No, no, this, this can't be happening. You can't have also accidentally locked yourself in. Oh, no. Not tonight. This show will be a disaster if you don't get out before your cue, and you'll be blamed terribly. And Marius McGregor will never give you an audition. You have to fix this right now. Oh no! To the costume rack! <laughs> oh, oh, you're taking charge. Yes, To okay. the rack. So what are we looking for? Are we looking for a key? Or I think if it's a magnetic lock, is unsure it? I think yet. we'll figure it out eventually. Well, I think we should go to the costume rack and then spin it around really fast. Yeah. That's all, <laughs> that solves things. Oh, okay. okay. All right, all right. Can okay. we look at all the costumes? It's, yes. it's completely packed. You can't even count the number of outfits hanging up. So your costume for tonight's show is here, which is a relief, you suppose. But of course, no one else's Act 1 costume is, because they're wearing them. Their regular clothes are hanging here instead, and along with them, their costumes for Act 2. A lot of the rack is actually made up of costumes from older shows that have either been left here, or Marius McGregor often buys his own costumes as well, and they just belong to the theatre once a show is done. Hmm, okay. Like, it's, you said it's a circular costume rack. Is there anything like in the middle in of the it? Middle. That was originally where the shoes go, but people were finding it too difficult to get in there and mm. grab their shoes without disrupting everyone else's clothes. So they more sensibly put them next to the toilet. I thought we put on our costume so we're ready when we get out of That's the That's not the worst idea. All right. No! Okay, let's, let's put on our costumes. Okay. It's like a, a spangly bikini or something. I don't know what we're wearing. Yeah, okay. Oh, what show are we in? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's a show where you, really important characters, could come in towards the end of Act right. 1? It could be, um, what's her name? Marilyn or something. She oh, comes in just before All three of us. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there's not three of us. There's one of us, isn't there? What about it's kind well? of uh, It's kind of ambiguous Both. as to whether there's three individuals or three personalities within the <laughs> yeah. one body. Yes, we have a dissociative of identity Someone disorder it's fine at the end of act one well let's make up our own magical unique show and we are just the stars who come in at the end of act one and our costumes are purple because i like purple should we go and check up the mirror thing and just do our makeup and see the thing weird there at the same time yep yeah. let's go the mirror itself or chairs. chairs you go and take a look at those chairs like i said there are five of them pulled up to the bench they aren't assigned you normally just grab whichever one's free when you need them Nothing about them really catches your attention at this stage. They all look pretty much the same from where you're standing. All right, I'm going to flip them upside down and check there's nothing on the bottom. Okay, if you flip them, on the underside of each chair, you find a label. The leftmost chair has a label that says women. The next says men. The next two both say women, and the final one says men. It puzzles you a bit. Perhaps at some point in the past, the change rooms were gender segregated and the furniture labeled to make sure nothing ended up in the wrong room. All right, cool. We've got... Wait, the seats. What are the seat cushions? Oh, cushions? Yeah. You think that a change room has cushions? Fancy. Potentially. Well, I think... <laughs> no cushions. Where the, no cushions. Where the stars of the show, I demand a cushion. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I need my cushion. I just cut into a train. All right, well, we looked at the chairs and we have things written underneath the chairs. What about the, the benches themselves when the makeup is? Any drawers, anything that's worth looking at in each of mm. those? The bench itself is relatively uninteresting. No drawers underneath to speak of. It's got hair products and makeup sitting on it. Now, the hairspray bottles are all packed into one corner of the bench, the furthest from the sound equipment, because I'm sure you know very yes. well, hairspray and microphones do not mix. Oh, yes. As yes. a result, you aren't really sure whose product is whose. All you see is an ocean of colourful, scented aerosols. 
The makeup is spread out completely, though. You've got foundation, blush, concealer, mascara, eyeliner, every other paint or powder you can think of. You take a moment to apply some of your own because you can't look washed out when you finally do get on stage. Mm -hmm. And I take the hairspray and spray Harrison. Okay. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Okay, we're on. Okay. Yeah, I've fixed your hair. Yeah, thank you, darling. Okay. <laughs> you smell like frangipanis now. Okay. Nice. Nice. Right, nice. Okay. Check our costume pockets. You don't find anything okay. in your costume pockets. They seem to just be your costumes. Okay. okay, can we look at the mirrors and see if anyone's written any helpful, supportive messages on the mirror? Lipstick oh. How many lipstick kisses are there on there? If oh. only. I have had that in a previous room, though. <laughs> yeah. Sadly, this mirror is huge and everything that is within arm reach is just filthy in all the ways you don't want your mirror to be filthy. No one's been washing it down after each performance, so there are grubby fingerprints, maybe nose prints from when people leaned in too close, <laughs> hairspray residue, loads of other marks you don't really want to interact with, someone may have sneezed, you're not sure. <laughs> it's kind of nasty. Should we go check out the shoebox, which is near the toilet? Yes. Mm. There aren't many shoes in here right now. A couple of pairs of boots for people who need them in Act 2. Two pairs of ballet flats for the two dancers in the ballet number. One pair of tap shoes, because every show does have one tap dancing character. Called it. And of course, your shoes for Act 1. You should probably put those on as well. Before I put on my shoes, do I check to make sure no one has done anything to the shoes? There are no spiders in your shoes. Good, good, good. good. Uh, I think I like, we should yeah. check out the, the vase of flowers, or the vase of flowers, depending yes. on how you pronounce it. Because I assume that they are for us. Hmm. There shouldn't be a note there or something telling us Ooh. how amazing we'd be are and to break a leg. Agreed. Fair enough. Now, just to be clear, are you looking at the vase or the flowers in the vase? Let's go flowers first. Flowers first. What are the type of flowers? They are hydrohyacinths. Ooh. That's two mm. flowers mixed together. <laughs> it's a hyacinth, but when you pluck it, two other hyacinths come out. Yeah. And ah, nice. Despite sitting in a vase, these flowers are still wrapped in the brightly coloured plastic that they were in when they were purchased. The bouquet must have been bought from the theatre gift shop because the plastic has Marius McGregor's personal logo on it. The flowers themselves are quite lovely, and there is a small handwritten card among the stems. If someone would care to read it. Ooh, let's read it, let's read it. Ooh, Okay. <laughs> Do you want to read it or shall I? Uh, well, we should take turns. Okay, I'll, I'll do, I'll do, <laughs> I'll do four lines <laughs> and then you move on. Okay. Think. Emma, my star, go out on that stage and perform. <laughs> Amazing as you are, your dazzle, singing, dancing, such a talented triple threat. Everyone will see it. Marius McGregor will be entranced. He will throw roles at you. Sandy, Roxy, Alphabet, L. Up there you shine. You are magic. Lose yourself on the stage and I will bend over backwards. <laughs> to help you. <laughs> Ooh, that's backwards backwards is in caps. caps. Yes, Wait. but also the roles might be interesting. I'm just double checking. It's not like some kind of acrostic. Oh. So, so our name is Emma, collectively, Emma. by the way. Well, well, that's Emma. assuming that it is for you. It could just be yeah. Emma. Of course that's it's for us. I'm legally changing my so, name. Okay. Yeah, it's us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay yeah. Um, Always look at the caps. I guess um, her syllab. It'll make sense. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but the roles. Sandy is from Greece. Mm -hmm. Roxy mm -hmm. is from Chicago. Chicago. Alphabur is wicked, wicked. And L is legally, legally blonde. blonde. Now just, to sp just once again, for anyone listening at home, I've said before, outside knowledge can be a perk. <laughs> and it may be a little bit of extra fun. It isn't necessary to solve any puzzles. Okay. okay. We have no advantage. <laughs> <laughs> we have no skills. So maybe it's worth looking at the letters, though. Yes. Three. Three. S-R-E-E. -E. <laughs> but backwards, maybe 
We can, can you flip over backwards oh. for me, Harrison? Yeah. <laughs> you, you do a backflip. Yes, I'm, I'm off. Okay. <laughs> so Harrison does a backflip. Yes. Does anything happen? You clap. The rest of you clap. Okay. Okay. okay thank you, everyone. Well, okay. all right, we have this. Shall we quickly all have a look at the vase while we're thinking yeah. about this? But just on the backwards thing, I feel like it's a sort of hint at something. Oh, we've got to read something backwards. Blush. Blush message. The first line of each letter and read it backwards. You yeah. clever, clever boy. Got him. All right. Okay. Well, before we just get excited, quickly check the vase. That's true. You still have no idea what that means. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have an idea, but let's check the vase or the vase. The Whatever. vase vase. The vase vase. Is entirely clear, beautifully polished glass. There's no visible pattern on it, but if you pick it up, you do feel some upraised bumpy bits. There is a pattern, but the vase is just completely see-through, so you can't actually see it. Okay. So is it on here you got a braille? I thought it was one of those things you could like put paper on and then you like scribble a pencil on it and then it <laughs> reveals a message. Alright, we have a bumpy vase that we can't read. Is there anything underneath it? I have a thought. Shall we go back to the bench, grab some blush, and then paint it on oh! the clear vase? You take some blush, you sort of spread it around. Blush doesn't really cake onto it well, it just sort of slides off for the most part. But it does sort of sit on a couple of the bumps. And you sort of see that the bumps that you found look like a normal letter. It just looks like a normal letter N. So N. this is not Braille. This is very normal. Okay. So but if there are other letters in those bumps, you still can't see them. Okay. Is it I one of those things where like we can like roll the vase so that the pattern comes off as you roll it? It still won't really work that okay. way. What you can do, well, you can't see it. Okay. You know what letters feel like. All right. Hannah runs her fingers up and down the vase to feel the letters. And what does she feel? She reads the clear bumps with her fingers. Starting from a random point, you trace the entire pattern of the vase. After a couple of tries, it seems to spell N, which is where you started, mm -hmm. G-M-U-S-I-C-I-A-N-M-I. SSI. Musician musician, oh, musician missing. Missing musician. Yeah. Okay, so it says a uh, musician is musician missing or missing mm. musician. Okay, well we saw the thing, the blush blush message. And you still have plenty of stuff to look around at in the room as well. So there wasn't anything written on the blush before I stuck my powder my powder brush in it? No. Okay. Okay. Do you want to check out the cubicles? Yes, I do. Yes. Are they segregated male and female? No, they're not labelled in any way like that. Nice, okay. nice. Now, I've labelled them cubicle one and cubicle two. Which would you like to check out first? Ooh, one. Yes. The cubicle itself is spotless, but when you peer into the toilet, you feel dismayed. It, it's nothing gross. It's a copy of your CV. <gasps> ah. all, all the actors in your show printed them out and they were collected and given to Marius McGregor so he could read them if he wanted. At least that's what you thought happened. Evidently, yours didn't quite get that far. Grimacing, you fish it out of the toilet by the one corner that's still dry. And as you do, you realize somebody, more than one somebody at that, has written little messages all over it. <gasps> this is so mean! Sabotage! It's Why kind they... of mean. Why do they hate me? It's written by other members of the cast, Emma, Jack, Serena, the whole lot of them, and they're all making fun of you. Oh, so I'm not Emma. So this is not for me, these yeah. flowers. Oh, nice, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> you throw them in the toilet. <laughs> yeah, take them to the toilet. 
you, yes. you knew you guys weren't friends, but this is way over the line. This is not normal. These comments are savage. And they stole your CV to wreck your chances with Marius McGregor. Right at the end, you notice this interaction. Should be an interesting performance tonight. Would be a shame if somebody couldn't find their way out of the change room. <gasps> Sabotage. Dun, dun, dun. And someone else has written, OMG, what? And the first person has written, I'll tell you with the mirror. Shh. <gasps> as in hairspray. Or as in blush message. Or as in just stop looking yeah. at me and talking to me about this. I'm writing this uh, down for a reason. I bet she got our car too. Uh, <laughs> well, I am incensed. I am furious. But yes. I feel we should take cubicle two before we go back to the mirror. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> I was ready to go over that one. I'm going to get ahead of myself. Yeah. What were the names of the people? It was Emma, Jack. Emma, Jack, and Serena. Oh, sorry. Jack. <laughs> so those are our three suspects. Oh, yeah. So I want to go to the costume rack. And throw their Act 2 costumes in the toilet. <laughs> but I might, I might do that later. Also, keep in mind, you do want this show to go well. Um, well, only I for guess. my bit. <laughs> ah, cubicle 2. You go into yes. toilet cubicle 2. People have gone crazy with graffiti over time in this cubicle. There are all sorts of little cartoons, jokes. Most of them terrible. A couple of them quite good. One graffito stands out as it's a little bit more gibberish than the rest. It starts with a little squiggle like a tilde. Then a right arrow and a frowny face. And then underneath that, it says 9F3R2L5L6L2R. What that mm. means, you cannot be sure. Well, F could be like front, rear, or right, left, sorry. LR mm. could be left, right, and 9F. And paces. Yes. We've checked the vase, 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 vase. And it has missing musician written on it. We've checked the flowers, which is a note for Emma, who we hate. Mm. We've checked the shoebox. We've checked the toilets. Yeah. We've checked the costume rack. We've checked the bin. Yeah, let's check the bin. So in this bin, aside from all the usual rubbish, like used tissues, makeup wipes, there's a thin magazine in here flipped open to one of its early pages. You recognize it as TW Magazine, Theatre Watch. It's quite an old issue. The open page has a huge smiling picture of Marius McGregor, along with an interview. You skim through it, and it's mostly typical interview stuff. What was your inspiration? How do audiences responding to blah, blah, blah? What do you think the future holds for blah, blah? <laughs> but one section catches your eye. It's McGregor's answer to a question about how he casts his actors. Well, obviously, talent is important. I can't have some glassy-eyed wallflower in my productions. But that's not all there is to it. I require all my actors to have impeccable taste. Before I cast someone, I ask them three questions. Their favorite show, whether it be a musical, an opera, or a play, along with their favorite Broadway song and character. You learn a lot about a person from their answers to these questions. I've never met a soul whose answers perfectly matched my own. When that day comes, that actor will find themselves at a serious advantage. We mm. need to find out his favorite Broadway song, character, and favorite show. Oh, and we're next to the keyboard, so um, Harrison and Hannah, do you want to play something on the keyboard? Oh, yes. Just to entertain yes. us? Harrison plays the keyboard It is in perfect <laughs> working condition. Has more settings than you know what to do with. If you had time, you'd use it to help your vocal warm-up, but you might have to go on stage a bit cold tonight. No. You've got other things to be getting on with. Okay, is there anything, like, like interesting sheet music attached to the keyboard? Nothing like that, unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> Did the code on the graffiti wall have anything to do with the music notes? 
There's F3, which could be one, but that's more guitar. What about the score box if we looked in there then went to the keyboard? Oh, you've got to find the right score. (laughs) So this is where everyone puts their music when they're done with it. Almost all the actors have returned theirs, and a handful of the orchestra members, the show-offs who have memorised the whole show. (laughs) (laughs) All of them seem to be in reasonably good condition, and if you give them a shake, nothing falls out of any of them. Mm. I feel like I want to look at the microphone box, but we've been trained to not ever touch the sound gear because we get in serious, serious trouble. Yes. We would need a mic, though, before the show, wouldn't we? Well, I assume the mic guy should come and give us our microphone. Yeah, That's where true. is he? Yeah, yeah. That, that guy is late. Someone's getting fired. All right. Harrison's going to go over and look at the microphone box, so if something happens, I'm not in trouble. Yeah. As we all know, you have been conditioned not to mess around with Oh, no! <laughs> but you may have to break the rules just a little bit tonight. Okay. So there are three... Three components to these microphones, the piece that wraps around your ear and sits by your mouth, the mic pouch that wraps around your waist like a belt, and the mic pack that sits inside the pouch and connects to the headpiece with the cable. A fair few are missing, naturally, since of course they're already on actors, but of those that are left, you see the mic pouches all have Marius McGregor's logo on them, and they're all numbered with both a simple number from 1 to 15, and a serial code that's much longer. The serial code is probably ah, that. Yes. yes. Can we look at the, the one before you go any further? Do any of them have the long serial number that have the nine F three R two L five L? They do it? not. It okay. does not match. Good thought. With the microphones themselves, you're very familiar with the earpieces and see nothing extraordinary about them. It's connected to the mic pack by a long cable, but two long cables really. Half of it comes from the earpiece, half of it comes from the mic pack, and they connect in the center. The mic packs are rectangular boxes, about the size of your palm, with an on-off switch and two dials, both labelled min-max. So I want to put on my microphone. You know that your microphone is number two. Mm -hmm. You very gingerly touch it. Oh, oh, breaking the rules, but I'm going to do it. It seems okay. You don't seem to have broken anything so far. Because nothing else, if my mic goes on when I'm supposed to be on, I'm still in the room, I can sing my part from the dressing room. <laughs> That's true, and then people will know that you're in there as yeah. well. Come and get me. Yeah. I'm stuck in the dressing room. Yeah. Save me. That said, those dials labeled min-max, they're probably for adjusting volume or feedback or something, and you probably shouldn't mess with those unless you know what you're doing, or it might totally mess it up for when you do have to sing. All right, so mm. I definitely do not mess with the dials. Yes, that's good. That. Also here, there's the other sound equipment, and this is the stuff that you are full stop never allowed to touch. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is the stage crew only. Radios, radio equipment they used to talk to each other backstage. Only one radio is left in here, presumably a spare in case any of the others malfunction. The only things on it you recognize are the on-off button, the button you hold down to speak, and there's a pair of dials that change the radio frequency. Okay. I, I, I pick it up. I pick it up. Ooh. I turn it on and I go, help me, help me. I'm stuck in the room on, on every frequency. You defy your regular orders and you dare to touch it and you find that flicking around does nothing. <laughs> oh. oh God, I hope you haven't broken it. Yeah. Hannah broke it. <laughs> yeah, can we, can we put a note saying Emma was here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Emma did it. We all know it was her. Okay. We, we hate her. Yeah. <laughs> Um, have we looked at all the... We've looked at the scungy mirrors. Oh, yeah. You've um, covered that wall. We need to do something with the blush. There's still two things that you have not looked at. Can we have a, the sign-in the sheet? Because sign we signed our own name in, but is there, mm. have a quick look at that. 
this is an official McGregor Theatre sign-in sheet. It's not just an A4 piece of paper like most companies use. McGregor's logo is printed in the top corner, and below it there's the huge Excel-esque table. Contains the names of everyone in the cast, the crew, the orchestra, along with performance dates, their signatures, and a column to tick if you've returned your score. You're supposed to sign on every performance date, but some people are lazy. You are not. You are diligent about this. Yep. Okay. That's how we work. Can we, we see who has returned their scores? So, as you noticed before with the music box, basically all of the cast has returned their score. There might be one lazy person who hasn't yet. Is that Emma? Yeah. <laughs> no, it but it, it, is, it is Jack. <laughs> oh, one of Jack. the other ones who was Jack. there. Honestly. Oh, uh, but the vast majority of the orchestra still has theirs, which makes sense. The crew, maybe about half of the production team has returned theirs. I just had a thought. The missing musician. So is that related to maybe any musician who has not returned a score? The lazy musician? So there were a lot of musicians who haven't returned their okay. scores yet. Keep going on this But track, is there anyone, any musician who has not signed in today? There is one musician that catches your eye. Carlos Alejandro Ramirez. The sheet says that he hasn't attended tonight's performance. He hasn't attended a single performance, but he has returned music score number 20. That's kind of weird. All right, I run to the score box and find score number 20. Excited. Yes. No, no, I don't run. I turn dramatically yes. and do a couple of leaps across the dressing room and then I pick up score. We faint a couple of times just to add dramatic <laughs> <laughs> Well, sure enough, once you go back to those music scores, you do find one with Carlos Alejandro Ramirez's initials on the first page. You take a look through to see if there's anything unusual, but the only thing that stands out is that Carlos has very bad etiquette when it comes to music. Has he written all over his score? Well, you're supposed to erase any pencil marks you've made before returning it so the next person has a nice clean copy. He has not done that. In fact, he's written a couple of notes in pen. (gasps) No! (laughs) I I have to take a minute. (laughs) You don't know what instrument he plays, but you don't even understand these notes. What does... Three from min, four from max mean. Mm-hmm. I think we need to take a trip to the mic equipment. Mm. Or, <laughs> or the radio. Mm-hmm. Um, also, could it be noted that uh, Carlos A. Ramirez, uh, his initials spell out car. So I feel like he's in association with whoever did it. Oh, he, he messed with your car. Yeah, yeah, I like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm still determined it wasn't me who did it. <laughs> okay, so three from min, four from max. Shall we... Um, saunter back to the microphone sound box, pick up that one thing that's left that we were never allowed to touch, and then this time Harrison moves the dials three from min and four from max. Well, it was actually the microphones are the ones that have the min max thing. Yeah, uh, the radio track. equipment just has number dials. All right, Harrison yeah. adjusts his microphone. <laughs> three from min, four from yeah, max. You, you put your own microphone on. You, again, you probably don't want to mess with it yeah. too much, but yeah, so you take one of the other microphones that's still there. And you can change the setting so that one of them is three notches from minimum and one of them is four notches from maximum. It happens easily enough. The microphone doesn't change in any way, but we sing into it dramatically. <laughs> Help us! Okay, so that did nothing. Let's run over to the speaker. We haven't looked at the speaker yet. Yes, we haven't. No, 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 no we're not running. We are. Dramatic um, ascented run yeah. to the speaker. <laughs> this speaker is just out of your reach. Looking at it from here, all you can see of note is that there's a small socket, like you could plug something small into it if you wanted. Sound-wise, it's still just emitting static white noise. Are there dials on it? 
No, no dials. Just a hole to plug in a tiny thing. Could we plug in the mic, potentially, seeing as it has the... Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, Let us disconnect thing. the mic from the little Britney mic ear thing. Yes. And plug one. it into the speaker thing. You take the microphone pack, stand on each other's shoulders slash chairs. <laughs> the cord does indeed fit into the side of the speaker. Nice. And as you have adjusted the settings on that mic pack, what actually happens is that white noise turns into a recorded message. <gasps> the speaker clearly needed some settings changed on it. It's just an automated message about fire safety, going through emergency exits and evacuation points for the building. You only really start paying attention when it mentions the change rooms. For fire safety purposes, please do not lock magna locks on change room doors for more than 10 minutes. Should a magna lock become stuck in the locked position, please swipe your metallic ID card in the gap above the door handle to activate the override function. Hmm. Hey, you know how to get out of the room now. Yes. But that's not your only goal anymore. Mm -hmm. Ooh, if I take the tap off the tap shoe, would that look like a metallic ID? You can examine the tap shoes. The metal is flat, I suppose. It is also very much nailed to the shoe. Hmm. That is true. Mm-hmm. Yes. I put on the tap shoes anyway because I feel like Understood. It, and I tap around the room. Maybe we should check the tap shoes before putting them on. All right, I take the tap shoes no off. No spiders in there either. No spiders are I put them No spiders in there. Or hidden notes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And mm. let's check all the shoes while we're yeah. at it. Yes. All the shoes, all the shoe box. Tip it upside down, shake it around, no- sit on it, dance on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nothing catches your immediate attention. Okay. Mm. Immediate. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we keep looking. Yeah. And we keep looking. Nothing catches your latent attention. All right. All right. here, guys. Okay, okay. I, I put the tap shoes on. Do you guys want to put like a ballet shoes on in the boots oh, just in case? I think we'll put the booties on. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. So we know how to get out. So we have a random assortment of 9F3R. Hmm. I wonder if that, does that translate to anything on a keyboard? No. L on a keyboard is a bit tricky. Yes. I love note L. What it's, else do you have? You do have a couple of other, like a decent amount of other stuff you figured out so far. Yeah, we've got the missing musician, which was Carlos, which we found the thing. We have to find out the favourite Broadway shows and character. What is Marius McGregor's symbol? It's just a stylized thing of his favorite initials. Show? So MMG, except it's in such a way that it looks like MGM. Uh, he, was, nice. he was skirting close to the copyright there. Nice. <laughs> nice. Okay. Any ideas? I would say... Oh, wasn't there something <gasps> in the mirror? Do you remember what was written on your CV in the mean notes? It yeah. was more than one person had written mean messages on it, and they said, shh, there was something in the mirror. They tell you with the mirror. Okay, so let's go... Should we throw the blush on the mirror? Yeah, so I was thinking, I wonder if it... Because there's five of them, should we just be... Okay, we put blush on every single mirror. Yeah, let's use Emma's. Yeah, Emma's <laughs> yeah. blush, not my blush. Yeah. Emma's makeup. Yeah. <laughs> All of it. Just you, everything and on maybe it. one Serena's. And anything that Jack had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack was a part of it somehow. Yeah. All right, go All ahead. Right. Sorry. You take as much of their blush as you feel is appropriate for the situation. All of it. Yes. And <laughs> you throw it at the mirror. You feel a bit bad dirtying it even further, but... Most of this blush just floats through the air like mm. pinky brown choking fog. Some of it does stick to the hairspray residue on the bottom of the mirror, though. The bits that stick form some words. On the left, you see another sentence insulting you, just like the ones on your CV. Oh, nice. Annoyed, you search for something you can use to wipe that one away. <laughs> on the right, though, there are two words that have nothing to do with bullying you. Mango pouch. 
Mango pouch? Mmm. It's a new kind of drink. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Is there a Delicious. mango pouch in the costume rack? No, no pouches. The only pouches that exist are the mic pouches. Mm. And they're certainly mm, not mangoes. mangoes. No. <laughs> no, but do any of them have the word mango written on they them? They do not. Is it a mnemonic or is it like a word jumble? Go man. Okay. <laughs> Go man pouch. Could we look at the sign-in sheet? Is anyone's <laughs> first name or last name Mango? <laughs> per chance. But it would be an astonishing coincidence. It would not surprise me that much. Yeah. But no. Sadly. Any mangoes thrown out in the bin? Mm. No. Is it mango season? <laughs> I hate mangoes. A colour? Yeah. Flavour? Or the man go the pouch? Blush. Is blush usually flavoured? Some makeups awesome. are like, yeah, named after fruit. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like, like orangey... cherry, raspberry, but not usually mango. Like, it's just like the colour. Well, no, you sort of search through the various blushes and lipsticks and such, and mango doesn't seem to mean anything there. Okay. Not bad, though. I, I would like to just dance around with the hairspray. I want to spray hairspray everywhere. You sprayed some hairspray on Harrison earlier, yeah, and it made him <laughs> smell like frangipanis. Yeah. Oh, is there There's a mango-flavored hairspray! Oh! <laughs> What's on the hairspray? If you sift through the frangipani, the passion fruit, lemon, orange, rose water, whatever flavors, you do find a mango-scented hairspray. Hey! And I spray Hannah with it, because she likes mango, but we yeah. don't like it. Understood. <laughs> One bottle of mango-scented hair styling spray, number 14 in the brand list of scents, according to the label. Oh, is that it? That's it. Oh, you're useless hairspray. Yeah. Useless. I go to the door and spray it with hairspray, because I'm angry at it. Yeah. You succeed. <laughs> yeah. Okay, wait, so it says mango pouch, so pouch might be the next Oh, let's go to mic pack and yeah. buy pack number 14. Ooh. Ooh. You go to the microphones and you look for pouch number 14. There's nothing that makes the pouch stand out in particular. It still has Marius McGregor's logo above the number 14 and the long serial code on the back. The serial code is 7 hash 6 hash 5 5 5 5. There are lots of fives, so many that they start to blur into each other and you can't even count them. But there are heaps and no other numbers after that. I think key numbers are 7, That's 6, a sh- and 5. Hash is a sharp. Oh, yeah, maybe let's go over to the keyboard then. Mm, seven sharp. The middle C is like C, C4 or something, right? Now, recall, yes, recall, I do not expect you to have excessive musical knowledge. I would say that knowing that you can call the different octaves by numbers would be a bit too much outside knowledge. All right, okay. let's go from the bottom and count seven keys in. <laughs> One, two. Nothing's happening. Wait, oh. Uh, middle C. Go middle C, middle yeah, C. middle C. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And then five. Mm. <laughs> oh. And then five is lots. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so, we weren't on the right track, though, were we? <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> keyboard is right. All right. The keyboard with something it, is, is to do with the Is the hash code. symbol a missing number? <gasps> no, you were on the right track with sharp. Okay. Okay. And there's nothing around the keyboard. No. It's just professional looking keyboard used for warm ups. Can we use our helpline? We need to get this. We need to get this. Yeah. So if it's not counting up from the top or bottom, because that would be different on every single keyboard, what's something that's universal? Oh, um, it only goes up to seven. A, A B, B C, C D, D E F G. G. So G. G. A, B, C, then D, F. F. So and it's then... like G sharp, F sharp, 
E. G sharp, F sharp, and a lot of E's. Heart cross bun. Heart cross bun. This is a song from a musical. Okay. Now, again, outside knowledge, I'll give you a moment to see if you can figure it out. I would not expect people to know now, this. Now, I wonder if, is this like the alto line of a song? That's why. No, it's the melody. It's the melody. It's like, Oklahoma. This is where we should. Is it Gilbert and Sullivan? It is not Gilbert and Sullivan. It is a big name, though. Andrew Lloyd Webber. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> it was red and yellow and, and pink and green. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> And it the amazing the song, oh, Joseph's well Coat. I run Joseph to the, the costume rack the and look, I look for Joseph's, Joseph's amazing Technicolor dream coat in the Oh, color. you're a genius. Yes. You search for a Technicolor dream coat in yes. that costume rack and it doesn't take you long to spot one. It, yeah. it kind of stands out. <laughs> yes. And Harrison puts it on and I, <laughs> and, I, and I... Look, it's a little bit loose and heavy on you, but you manage to get it on. And as you do, you notice something scratching at your elbow. Someone has pinned a small Polaroid inside it. The photo is of five young people in this very change room, <gasps> sitting on the chairs, smiling and waving at the camera person. They're dressed in their costumes and judging by the young man on the far right, they're performing Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. He is wearing the Dreamcoat itself and on the back of the Polaroid, you see there's a message. <gasps> Congratulations, Lucas, a perfect leading man. I'm honored to have you as my favorite actor in my theater company and sitting in my favorite seat, no less. I put a lot of work into my favorites and you haven't let me down yet. Here's to many more great shows. Regards, Marius. Oh, he oh. loves Dreamcoat. He didn't right. actually say that it was his favorite show. It was his favorite person. Favorite okay. He said that it was his favorite actor <laughs> okay, in favorite his favorite seat. seat. I go, I dance over to the chair because yeah. it, it matched tap shoes Stash dramatically. Yeah. Uh, do a couple of time steps. And Stafford I, run. And again, yeah. I, Stafford run, yeah. Stafford run. Flip yeah. my hair. Yeah. Um, and I flip the far right chair again and shake it around because I'm angry and need to look at it more closely. You look at that chair very closely and as you do, you actually notice something strange. On the actual bottom of each chair leg, someone has written something in pen. <gasps> On the two back legs, left and right respectively, you see 47 and 250. And on the front right leg, you see 6.4. And on the front left leg, you see three arrows, one on top of the other. First, there's a down arrow, as in pointing towards the back of the chair. Then a right arrow, then a diagonal down right arrow. Okay. Oh, so that would be the order of what we're using the numbers in then. 47, yeah. uh, G.4. G.4. 6.4. 6.4. And 250. Okay, so... Is that latitude and longitude? It's <laughs> the coordinates. Oh, yeah. Um, it's like, okay. I think there's something to do with the graffiti. Okay. 47, 250. 6.4. Mm, mic boxes are very numbery. <laughs> yes. Yes, they are. Okay, let's head over to the mic and equipment. Yeah, then grab that one thing that we're never allowed to touch. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's A radio? radio? Yes. Yeah, that one. <laughs> That is, in fact, a radio frequency. Ooh, Yay! and we shall type it in. Um, type You move the little <laughs> dials around. <laughs> I'll use my voice command. Yes, <laughs> yes exactly. Because yeah. I like to touch it. I don't know how it works. Yeah, 47. Yeah. On. Siri. Yeah. 47, 6.4. Why don't we call anyone? Do we not have a phone? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, just quickly. Call someone on your phone, Harrison. Save us. This is like a bomb shelter. There's no reception down yeah. here. Uh, look, you take the forbidden action of messing with the crew's radio. 
when you reach channel 476.4250, nothing happens at first, but then after a few seconds, you hear a voice coming through. <gasps> stage breath, go. <gasps> it's the stage manager. You've accessed the stage crew's channel. You immediately press the talk button and you call out to them. And a few seconds later, one of the stage crew responds. Who is that? It's me. <laughs> it's me, dramatic me. Yeah. Save me. To blunt your ego, they have no idea who oh, that is oh. when you say it's me. <laughs> it's the star of the show. It's the star of Act One. And <laughs> Emma's two. already on stage. Yeah. What are you talking about? Oh, we hate Emma. Yeah, smash the radio. <laughs> <laughs> in a fit. <laughs> you blurt out everything that's happened, and you're pretty sure you've left them in shock. The crew doesn't usually get involved in petty cast member squabbles, but this is clearly a bit more than that. The stage manager says, Look, I don't have time for this. None of us do. We're mid-show. Petra, you go help unlock the change room, but you've got, like, two minutes. Go. The one called Petra stays on the line with you while the others go back to giving and receiving stage instructions only. You hear a knocking on the door to let you know she's arrived, but the door doesn't open. I can't make it work, she says, and I don't have time to get tools or anything. But the stage crew does keep some emergency tools hidden in the change room. You just have to use the map to find them. Our last stage manager wrote up some directions on one of the toilet doors. I can't remember exactly how they go, but I know that, um, squiggle keyboard, frowny face speaker. Okay, I, I've got to get back to the wings, but that might help. Ah, squiggle keyboard. Was there a keyboard? Yes, you played Joseph on it. Uh, yes. Face speaker. But, so we have to direct ourselves from there? Find the tools? So let's go squiggle, so... And we have to move right to the sad face. Wait, um, cubicle one was where we found our CV, CV yes. and that made us very sad. Yeah, so true. sad face. <laughs> yeah. But it looks like that these are very unique instructions because anyone else who would be in this room wouldn't have to be sad yeah. in cubicle one. <laughs> what on earth does a tilde mean? I know what it means when you're doing data entry in Statistics programs, but doesn't help you. I'm not 100% sure what your diagrams look like for this. In mine, the speaker was right above the door. That may change how you interact with this puzzle. Because we've got 9F3R, like 9 forward, 3 right, 2 left steps and stuff. Mm -hmm. So say if we start, just randomly start at the door and take 9 steps forward, Forward. 3 steps to the right, 2 steps steps to the left. left... Five steps to the left, six steps to the left, and you can sit sit on the mirror for a bit, and back two to the right, and we end up probably in the center of the costume rack. It feels like you're getting the right idea. You definitely feel like you're onto something, but it hasn't quite worked. The symbols part, maybe you're not interpreting that quite right just yet. Mm. So squiggle, keyboard, brownie face speaker. Maybe we start in the first cubicle, Mm. because then we end up at the speaker. And we make, as we move, a tilde. <laughs> the first cubicle making you sad is a relevant. Nothing to do with anything. <laughs> I'm so sure. Um, um, so with a squiggle, maybe either a radio frequency or a squiggle because of the score box where someone's... Pre- no, no, no. I'm going to go to the keyboard and start at the, the very lowest end and then run my fingers all the way up because I figure a squiggle will do that. That was a puzzle in a different room as well. Yeah. <laughs> I figure, why not? You might repeat yourself at some point. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, I don't know. What What if you're on the chair? Do the chair, chairs have wheels? No, they don't. Okay. Squiggle, keyboard, sad face, speaker. 
we're really stuck on this one. I think we need a hint. To, to add a word to both of those, squiggle equals keyboard, sad face equals speaker. Oh. Okay. What's a squiggle? Yeah, yeah. The squiggle is the keyboard. keyboard. That's it. That's what the squiggle represents. I oh. the keyboard's connected to the speaker. So you walked before. Okay. Nine forward. Yeah. And your issue is where you started. So we All started right. at the door. We should have and started the, at the keyboard. Started moving keyboard. right and then left and then left and then left seemed a bit weird. Okay, let's start at the keyboard and then we move nine so forward. frontwards. Forward. Which way is forward so based on this? So because yeah. forward could be any direction. Towards the door. Towards the door, yeah. Or mm. towards the speaker, towards in fact, which yeah. is above the door. Above the door, yes. So yes, but yes. And from after, the pe- from the keyboard to the speaker, we move nine forwards and then have a frowny face, and then we go right <laughs> two, which would be this way, which is there, and then we go left five into the wall, and then left into the wall. Mm. Maybe it's you turn to the left and yeah. then you step. So if we start at the keyboard and we take nine steps forward, yeah. you take three steps to turn to the right. Yep, so you're now facing the mirror. Yep, and so now I take oh yeah, three steps to the right, and then he Mr. Penn turns left again, and then we're gonna end up going taking two steps, and then when Mr. Penn turns again to the left, which is this way, it's five steps. One, two, three, four, five. And then he turns left again and takes six steps. One, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> the steps are of wild and has interesting legs. And then he turns and then takes <laughs> two steps and it's in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> we're, in the, we're in the trash where we belong. You're, <laughs> so clo- you're so close on your diagram to where you are meant to end up. In Here, this, cubicle. this is toilet cubicle <laughs> number, two. number two. I knew it the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I didn't. <laughs> Eventually you manage to follow that graffiti map thing to toilet cubicle number two is where you end up. Isn't that where we found the graffiti we found in the, the first place? Yes, it was. So it's made us walk around the room oh, to end up back in that cubicle again. <laughs> when you've taken your last step, you find yourself eye to eye with the outer corner of the stall. But I'm angry at it, so I kick it with a yeah. tap shoe. <laughs> All right, you kick it with a tap shoe and you hear a funny, almost hollow sort of noise. And the tile. Work? <gasps> Are you kicking it work? I mean, uh, observing harder would have gotten it too. Sure. <laughs> you you reach down and you sort of look at that area of tile where the corner of the stall meets the floor and you jiggle the area around and you reveal that that tile is loose and there's a hole underneath it. So I tap dance on it to smash the tile <laughs> yeah. to get through. Reaching inside, you don't pull out a whole toolkit like Petra the stage crew person promised, but you do find yourself holding a pair of small but sturdy pliers. Pliers. So we've used up this weird code thing. At long last. We've used up the sharp song. We haven't found out what Marius' favorite song and stuff That's is. true. And that's concerning to me. It is definitely worth finding out before you leave. And the pliers. What do we need pliers for? What do we need to ply? The door? We need an ID for that. Mm. Yes, you need the metallic ID card. The pliers, I reach down and rip the tap off my tap shoe with the pliers. Yeah. <laughs> it takes a lot of force, but you manage to do it. Yeah. <laughs> now you have a very ordinary chorus shoe with some holes in it <laughs> and a small thin slab of metal. Yes. Oh, did that work? Oh, yes. <laughs> but we, ca- we can't leave yet. We need to work out what his favourite show is. But oh, hang on. 
What, what are we up to in the show? Yeah, Is the it show our entrance must go on. It's getting close. Okay, we need to find out his favorite show. So, favorite show, and song, 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 and character. character. Oh, I wonder that Lucas guy. Lucas is was... important. Who's Lucas? He's his the guy. He's, he's one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one thing that I will tell you: you may have noticed Marius McGregor. He mentioned in his note to Lucas that he really pays a lot of care for his special favorites. He also likes putting his name on favorites or his logo on things that may be related. Can we go to the costume rack and see Where his have logo? you seen his logo? Everywhere. The mics as well. The mic pouches yeah. had a logo. That was where you got the notes for the keyboard mm. song. Okay, so then it must be um, the main song from Joseph. Joseph. I've never seen this musical, so I don't oh, know. The song Joseph. that you were playing was not actually the main song by any stretch of the imagination, oh, okay. it, no. but it was Joseph's Coat from Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Okay, we have the favourite song. Mm. Joseph's Coat's the favourite song. But as a media- Where what? else was his logo in this The sign-in one? sheet? It was on the sign-in sheet. Hmm. So we go back and read the sign-in sheet, and Hannah finds the answer again. The <laughs> only thing of note about that sign-in sheet was the thing that you already found, which was okay. Carlos Alejandro Ramirez. Is it on the mirrors or anything? The no. mirrors did not have his name. Scorebox. Mm-hmm. Scorebox only has the scores of the current show. Is that right? Yes. Oh wait. So yeah, Carlos. Oh, was... the um the the clothing rack. You said that um Marius bought clothes for the rack. That's true. They don't happen to have his logo no. on them. Was there anything else in that magazine that we found in the bin? No, no, just that that was just that interview with him. There was one other place that his logo was that you may have forgotten because you looked at it so early. The bars. The bars. Bouquet. The, the bouquet was wrapped in plastic, plastic from oh. the, the theater. Let us unwrap the flowers and. Throw them in the bin because yeah. they're for Emma. Emma, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you take the bouquet out of their plastic, throw the flowers aside, you don't need them, and you look at this plastic. Aside from McGregor's logo, the inside of the plastic has words all over it. They look like titles of shows, although you don't recognize any of them. They must be some of his obscure favorites or shows that he's produced. They seem to be just the same four over and over again. One of them is called The Twelfth. Then the next one is called An Obvious Noise, with obvious in inverted commas. Mm. An Obvious Noise. I love that show. The third <laughs> one is Wickedly Smart. And the fourth one, the weirdest of them all, is called Meat of Pigs. Ooh. Ooh. Bacon. Hmm. <laughs> the Twelfth. Is that like The Twelfth Night? So if, yeah, twelfth. if the word obvious is in inverted commas, does it mean it's then not obvious? It's obvious that Emma wrote that one. Well, (laughs) in along that sort of vein, what is a noise that you might make when something is that obvious? That one. Is it? it? Or or it could be (laughs) duh. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Sorry, I think I was on the receiving end of that. (laughs) (laughs) And so we have duh and bacon ham pork. Yeah. So the twelfth, it does not refer to twelfth night because there's no night word there. Twelfth letter, A B C D F G H I J K L L L. It's L. Le deux. Le deux. L de. Bacon, pork, ham. No. If you're wickedly smart, you'd be sharp. Witty. Genius. Elder genius. With like an evil smart. scientist and stuff like that. Um, maniacal. Evilly smart. Evilly smart. Cunning. 
the Cunningham. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. <laughs> it's Book of Mormon. It's Book okay, of so Mormon. it's Elder, Elder Cunningham. So that's his favorite character. character. Elder Cunningham, one Book of the leads of, of Book of Mormon. So now all that's left is this favorite show. Now there's one thing that you still haven't figured out with his logo on it, the sign-in sheet. There's also something else you know about favorites of his in this room. In his favorite chair. You can look at his chair again, Lucas's chair. All you notice about it, so yes, this chair yeah. here, is what you've already noticed about it. It's the arrows and the... So it had that sort of scribbling all over it. it. It does have men on it. And it was the radio frequency. Men. Yes, and that radio frequency. All right, his, his favorite show is men. Brotherhood of yeah. men. The, what's that show? Uh, How to Succeed in Business. Without Jersey really Boys. trying. Don't forget, Jersey you've Boys. still got something else that had the logo on it. Car. Cars. Uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yes. <laughs> no? Not Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Streetcar Named Desire. You are painfully close, yeah. but it's like you find one clue and you find the solution to it and then forget other solutions that you've yeah. already found. So it's something to do with the sign-in sheet and it's something to do with the chair. I pick up a sign-in sheet and move it onto the chair. Okay, you can do that if it helps you think. Men car... Carmen. Man go? No. <laughs> Carmen. 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 Hang on. Is this, That's an opera? Is this the original yes. opera or the musical? The opera. Man car. <laughs> man go man car. I, I, I dance my way back to the front door with my one tap shoe. Yeah. But before that, I check my makeup in the mirror first. Yeah, looking fresh. It's terrible by now. <laughs> yeah. I freshen up. I slam that extra tap that we have torn off the shoe into yes. the metallic ID thing. Mm. Into the slot above the door handle. The door bursts open and you fly out. You bowl over Petra who was helping you. Yeah. And we you, yell at her abuse for not helping us. You, yeah. hear her, you hear your character's entrance song emanating from the orchestra pit. You sprint through the wings and you make it right on your cue. The audience has no unusual reaction. Well, why would they? They don't know anything strange was going on. Yeah. Your castmates, though, they can barely hide their dismay. Aww. Good. You're not going to let them get in the way of your performance. And you'll see to it that their behavior is appropriately punished later. After the show, which could not have gone better, even on the best of other nights, you emerge from backstage into the foyer of guests and immediately make contact with Marius McGregor himself. He's wearing a broad grin on his face. <laughs> You were outstanding, he says. A truly memorable performance. Out of curiosity, do you mind if I ask you a few questions? I think you can. Of, yes, yes, too. Go on, darling. Well, <laughs> you've made it this far. You've piqued his interest. If you can give him the answers to his three questions, well, let's hope you've got what you need. Mm-hmm. Right. You first. What is your favorite show? My favorite show is Carmen. Ooh. I love it. Oh, uh, well, how about your favourite character from any show? Not necessarily just that one. Oh, well, there's choices of He's grandeur. He's English now. Yes, there's choices of grandeur, darling. Um, Elder Cunningham from Book of Mormon just piques oh. my interest, though. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. And uh, what, what about songs? Well, there are so many songs in the world. Oh, yeah. Naturally. Oh. So many, so many. There is one song, although it is an... Not the most diverse musically. We love Joseph's coat from Joseph <laughs> from and the Joseph and the Technicolor Drinker. The amazing Technicolor Drinker. <laughs> yeah. I don't believe it. He sprints off to his office. You've never seen a man go anywhere with such excitement. You take a deep breath and you make eye contact with Emma. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. A happy ending. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Yes, you did. Go team.
congratulations. Now, as is the custom, I haven't timed it, but I'll time it in post. So your time was... 74 minutes and 3 seconds. Oh, congratulations. Yay! We broke the world record. <laughs> uh, we've also set the world record for yeah, yeah. so good work. How did that compare to a real escape room, Alessa? It was interesting because in a real one you can just sort of actually look at things mm. in a way and actually step it out. It was I liked it though. It was really good. But you also can't stand on each other and yeah. rip things apart. Yeah. Yeah, it's true, it's true. It's very like Dungeons and Dragons. I, like, I turn it over. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that I could tap through the tile to get yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was awesome, Danny. All of the people you've heard here, everybody including the two of us hosting here will be in uh Manly Musical Society's performance of Wicked in December. I think the shows are... From the 8th to the 16th of December at Glen Street Theatre. So for those of you who are listening from somewhere in Sydney Mm. or want to make a really long trip, (laughs) please come see us all. And it's 2017. Oh, Oh, they know when this episode came out. (laughs) But if 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 you're listening as this is coming out and you're in Sydney... Book tickets. Come see all these people, and you yeah. can tell them how much better you did at the puzzles when you tried yeah. it yourself. And if one of us doesn't make it on stage because they're locked in the dressing room, <laughs> you know you where to find us. The yeah. There's no one called Emma There's in our no cast, is there? No. Oh, thank not. God. Okay. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. So, Danny, would you like to finish the episode off with a hint as to what's happening in the next room? The next room has a theme that loads of TV shows do. And it seems to be one of the most complained about in terms of accuracy. And my room made it through the bad times. You made it through the good. You always knew you could.